0: Hey guys, I am so excited to be able to bring you this podcast. Uh, this is a follow up podcast to the message from this past Sunday. Uh, so, we have started a series called The Endgame uh, Exposed by Jesus, and the heart of this series is to look at the detailed Teachings and warnings and wisdom uh, that Jesus gives us and that Scripture gives us concerning the end of time uh, and the direction that history will go. Uh, and so there is a, actually a lot of teaching, and there's really, I know that there's a lot of confusion out there around uh, the end times and around some of the teachings, but to be honest with you, in Scripture, it's not that confusing at all. And so the heart of this series is just to look into the details of that as the scriptures teach us, as Jesus teaches it, just listen to what it says, don't add anything to it, don't take anything away from it, and just let the Spirit of God deliver that truth, that wisdom into our hearts. And so uh, we, we're doing that, and it's been an incredible series. I love, uh, I, I, it's been a, a while since I have, we've seen this much feedback and interaction week to week. I mean, we're talking hundreds of people reaching out uh, with questions, with uh, words of encouragement, uh, with what the messages have meant to them. Uh, and so people that don't go to our church, people that are part of house churches, just people from random places. And so this is obviously, this is exciting, uh, but it also, it just, it just speaks to the level of desire in people's hearts and minds on this subject and jesus goes out of his way to teach this to us and so it's awesome to see our hearts desiring that Uh, but this specific podcast is a follow-up to the part two of the end game Um, and there were the the heart of the message from this past week or end game part two uh, was to look at uh, an event A season of history uh, where the Bible seems to be very clear that there's going to be a great apostasy or a great falling away or a great rebellion depending on the transition uh, or the translation and the scripture that you're looking at and so basically overall Christ says there's always going to be false teachers and false leaders um, and there's always going to be people who you know fall away from the church. Uh, fall away from the word of Christ, but that there will, in fact, come this very specific season in history seems very close to the tribulation prior to the revealing of the Antichrist, uh, that a huge, massive portion of the visible church falls away from the truth, falls away from their faith in Christ, falls away from the Word of God. And so I I, I don't want to, I'm definitely not going to preach the whole message again. Uh, but one point I think that is very important just in case, you know, you're, you're just tuning in here and you haven't listened to the message. Um, I, what I want to make sure is very clear is that we're not talking about people who have a genuine faith in Christ falling away or losing their salvation. That is not what is being taught here at all scripture is explicitly clear uh, that our faith in christ saves us that we are filled with the holy spirit of god and the spirit is a guarantee uh, of what is to come and that is the full uh sanctification of our body minds and spirits that our salvation is finished in the work of jesus christ uh, and that losing our salvation uh, out sinning our salvation Uh, is not something that can happen to us. And so when the Bible talks about falling away and walking away from Christ, it's talking about the visible church. And the visible church is not the same thing as the true genuine church. So uh, Christ teaches us through several parables um, that the way the kingdom of heaven will look, the way the church will look, is it will have both wheat and tares in it. It will have both people who are genuinely saved and people who are not saved. Uh, There will be people who uh, are very religious people but have no faith in Jesus. They have no root of the gospel in their heart. Um, the Bible teaches that they'll be so closely connected uh, that one parable warns us to not even try to figure out who the wheat and who the tares are because in, in, in ripping up the tares we might rip up the wheat as well. Uh, this is Jesus in a parable teaching us that it's not our job as pastors and as teachers and leaders to go through our, our congregations, to go through our sheep and figure out which ones are, you know, are wheat and which ones are tares. Our job is to preach Jesus and to lead them all, and then God will separate us at the end. And so this is just a, a, a very uh, telling parable that really teaches us some serious truth and wisdom that people, all the people who go to church, all the people who are religious, all the people who wear Christian t-shirts and, and check Christian on social media and uh, and and do many things in Jesus' name. You know, even the Bible says there'll be people who stand before Jesus say, I've done all these great things in your name, and Jesus says, but I never knew you. So this is just the Bible telling us that that a, a big portion of the visible church, the church that we can see with our eyes, are not true, genuine Christians. What the great apostasy is, the great rebellion is, is that a huge number of the people in the visible church that are not truly saved, will walk away from the faith seemingly all at once in a very quick period of time. And this is called the Great Rebellion, the Great Apostasy, a a defection away from Christ and His Word. And so we wanted to look at the Bible's reasonings for why this happens. And the Bible is actually extremely clear on why this happens. And and we went through really three uh, reasons, really four reasons on this past Sunday. Uh, the first, uh, three reasons we went very clearly and then we really actually talked about the fifth reason as well. And that is being a disciple. Ultimately we need to be disciples or learners of Christ and we need to make that distinction in our heart that we are going to follow Christ, let Christ and his word be what guides us and leads us. Um, but there within that fourth point, what I, I didn't get to on Sunday. And I said that I would make the podcast about it, is really two points in one and that's what I want to spend just a few minutes on Uh, and I'll just go and tell you up front that the the two reasons uh, that we didn't discuss on Sunday for falling away from the faith are what I'm going to just call trouble and persecution Uh, and those are two different things and I will I'll, I'll, I'll teach this really fast I want to read this in Matthew 24 verses nine through 10. And, and this is Jesus's answer on uh, all of it. Uh, this is the uh, part of the answer that Jesus gives, the signs of the end of time, the signs of his return. And, and part of that atmosphere uh, that Jesus says will happen and grow more intense over time. This is what he says, this is part of that atmosphere. Then they will deliver you over to be persecuted and killed and you will be hated by all nations because of my name. At that time, many will fall away and will betray and hate one another. And so, though, following that scripture and what we focused on on Sunday was there will be false teachers and false religions. Uh, there will be uh, uh, wolves you know, coming in to take advantage of God's people. There'll be the teaching of, of, of demons, the doctrine of demons, um, the deceptive spirits. Uh, and then people rejecting God's Word and, and biblical teachers uh, because there's, there's sin in their life and the desire to sin and be foolish so far outweighs their desire for God's Word or relationship with Jesus that they'll reject all biblical teaching that prevents them or or speaks against the lifestyle that they want to live. And so those are what we talked about on Sunday. But Jesus also says a part of that reason is going to be because of persecution, uh, that people will, will be hated uh, because of the name of Jesus, that the world over time will grow more and more intolerant of Jesus' followers, that people will hate uh, Jesus' followers more and more and more throughout history. Uh, and we, we, we see this already at work. We've seen it at work from day one. Uh, there, Christianity has been one of the, the, the deeply most deeply persecuted religions in all of history. Um, and to to this very day uh, there is a significant hatred through most of the world for Jesus followers for Christians and then for Jews as well and so um, you know what I want to just take a second I really want to teach through here is that that what this means is and, and we don't really know this if you're living in in modern America right now we don't really know this persecution. This is not something we've ever really had to experience or deal with, though persecution has been a significant part of church history and and it is very, very much right now in present modern times in many other parts of the world, in the Middle East, in China, in Africa, in many other places, people are literally dying daily for their faith in Christ, being arrested daily for their faith in Christ, being punished financially for their faith in Christ, being uh, just persecuted for their faith in Jesus. And so, though we've not faced that in our day-to-day lives, this is a very, very common trait of following Jesus uh, throughout history and in other nations. And I don't know if you've noticed, uh, but there's a, a growing significantly quickly growing intolerance for Christ, for the word of Christ and for following Jesus in our country that is growing. Um, it, it, it is going to be very soon, uh, maybe in my lifetime, maybe in the lifetime of my children, maybe next week, that's going to be very soon, uh, that parts of Scripture become outlawed, labeled hate speech, and become illegal. Uh, they've done this in other places. They've done this significantly uh, well in Canada, uh, and this is a, a heavy burden that's becoming outright persecution, you know, in, in the nation right to the north, and America's falling closely behind. And so uh, there, there's going to be persecution that we'll probably have to deal with in our lifetime. It just is. That's just the way that it is. Um, it, the the more god's word is is uh becomes intolerant by the culture sooner or later they'll take the teachings of jesus they'll take certain scriptures of jesus and they'll they'll turn them into illegal activities uh to say to preach to teach to adhere to Um, probably in our country this is just my opinion probably in our country it'll be around uh Uh, what the Bible calls sin. It'll probably, there's a few very specific intentional things in Scripture that label uh, certain lifestyles as sinful it'll probably be these, these scriptures and, and this thought process around certain sins that are attacked first. And that'll probably be the doorway into making the Bible illegal in our country. Um, and so that's just the direction I, I think things will go. They're already going that direction, but I think that's the intensification. And so that said, you know, I want to, I want to read this in Mark four, uh, because this is uh, that Jesus tells us that there's going to be some Christians that, that accept the Word of God with joy, but then fall away really quickly when they face a couple things. And I want to read that because this will give us a deep insight into why people will fall away in this great apostasy, this great rebellion. Mark 4:16 says, Some are like the seeds sown on rocky ground. They hear the Word and at once receive it with joy, but they themselves have no root, and they remain for only a season. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. So I wanna hang still on the persecution just for a minute because the trouble is, is honestly a different thought process. There are people who hear the word of God, hear the teachings of Jesus, hear about the love of Jesus, hear about the forgiveness of sin, you know, hear about the idea of heaven and paradise and eternity with Christ. Hear uh, about a, the spirit of God that produces fruit in us and, and, and the blessings of God that are real and true. That people will, will hear the word of Christ, hear parts of the gospel and, and accept it with joy but the bible says that it will take no root meaning that they don't truly put their faith in jesus there isn't a a real connection between the gospel and the truth of the gospel and the depths of their soul that they don't really believe it and and what will prove that is that the second that they face trouble or persecution because of the word of christ you know it's unique that it doesn't just say the name of Jesus but it says the word of Christ because they they face trouble and persecution because of the word of Christ because of the gospel because of what Jesus teaches because of what scripture teaches that when they face trouble and persecution of that instead of enduring persecution or instead of enduring the trouble they'll actually just forget it they'll just lay it down they'll just reject it they'll they'll accept it as long as it's the love of Jesus and it's the eternal blessings and it's heaven and it's you know, guidance and purpose and all of these things. But then when they, when they actually have to choose between being persecuted or experiencing trouble of any kind because of the words or the teachings of Jesus, they will in those moments, they'll walk away from the faith, they'll lay down the Word of God uh, to not go through that persecution and to not go through that trouble. Uh, and so this is significant. Um, really fast, I just want to talk about trouble for a second. Uh, trouble is not persecution. Trouble is meaning any difficulty that comes because of the Word of God. So, just for a second, we'll take persecution and we'll put it over here, and I want to talk about trouble for a second. Trouble is uh, a difficulty that comes up in my family because I'm, I'm trying to adhere to the Word of God, or I, I, I now believe in the Word of God and I believe in the teaching of Christ, and a sibling or you know a, a close friend you know, does not believe in the Word of God, and and it causes trouble or tension in my relationship with a, a family member or trouble or tension with a relationship with a, a friend, and I'm having to choose, do I believe this or, or not? And and when I've, I'm faced with a difficulty or a tension in a relationship, instead of going through that difficulty, I'll just simply reject the Word of God, lay it to the side, say I don't believe it, you know, just walk away from it. And so the Word of God will actually create some trouble in our life. You know, it'll create difficulty in our life uh, because the culture is so adversely different from the teaching of Scripture. And there'll be a lot of people that reject it. There'll be a lot of people that don't believe it. And there'll be a lot of people that are not okay with you believing it. And this will create tension in our relationships at times. This can create tension in marriage at times if you get saved and, and your spouse isn't saved, because the Lord's drawing you one way and your spouse wants to go a different way, you know, and you're caught in the middle of that, there, there is uh, a lot of trouble that can come. You know, I could, I could keep going through different situations, but the thing that we need to take away from the scripture and the thing that we really need to hear is that, that the Word of God is going to create tension and trouble and difficulty in our lives because we, by nature, and our culture by nature, uh, and, and the world by nature is so adversely different from Christ and from the teachings of Christ to follow Jesus, to truly be a disciple of Christ, to hear to the Word of God, uh, and to bring that into our life and to walk in obedience is going to naturally create tension and difficulty with the world. And so the heart of that is that we, we've got to understand as Christians that's going to happen and that's a part of walking with Christ. The, the great falling away during the Great Rebellion, the Great Apostasy, people are not, they're going to reveal that they're just part of the visible church that they're not really part of the genuine church and their faith isn't in Christ, that there's no root there because they're not going to face any trouble and they're not going to face any persecution. As soon as trouble comes up, tension comes up, difficulty comes up, they're going to walk away. As soon as persecution becomes a thing, they're going to walk away and they're going to be done with it. And so I want to, those are, those are basically the, the, the two points that I didn't get to on Sunday. The word of God, the gospel, and following Christ is going to create tension, trouble, difficulty in our life and will lead to different, types of social and physical persecution in, in life. And, and the longer that we go in history, the more dominant and severe that tension, trouble, persecution is gonna be. Uh, and, and so I wanna just take a second to kind of close out this point with a, 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 the practical application for, for our lives, for believer's life. You know, one, this will help us really understand true Christians, and this will help us really see people that walk away from the faith and why they're really walking away from the faith, that it's trouble and persecution. This also should encourage us and give us strength to know, hey, we're going to face these battles. But I also want to take a second to speak to the church, the genuine church, those of us that are Christians, truly followers of Christ, our faith is truly, genuinely in Jesus. And I want to talk about social persecution because this is what we are facing right here and right now. And this will be the first thing that we do face before we face the physical financial persecution, you know, the threat of being arrested or worse. The first thing we're facing right now, and this will increase intensely, is social persecution. This is basically when the culture and and in and, and high-ranking influencers in the culture, in the community, become uh, vocal and, and have a, take a direct stance against Christ, the teachings of Christ and the Word of God, that in that moment when it becomes not popular to be a Christ follower, when it becomes not popular to adhere to the teachings of Christ, when it becomes not popular uh, to call sin, sin, that in that moment we'll face severe social persecution, we'll be labeled, bigots will be be labeled, you know, haters will be labeled, uh, you know, uneducated, will be, we'll be labeled foolish, uh, will we'll be labeled for so many different things. And this is something that is very normal in history. You know, so there's a lot of martyrs that what they were they were physically killed for wasn't their faith in Christ. We know it was their faith in Christ and it was why they believed, but what they were labeled as uh, it was something different. They were labeled as troublers. They were they were labeled as rioters. They were labeled as, you know, racist. They were labeled as 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 something that they weren't. Uh, and, and, and this is this will be what we face because because we believe in the word of God and because we are not ashamed of Christ and we adhere to the word of God, then we'll have to call sin sin and we'll have to preach God's word in its entirety. And we'll have to face that social persecution. It's no longer popular to be a Christian in our country. It's just not. Uh, it, that's growing more and more intense at this point, uh, especially surrounding the sins of homosexuality, the sins of transgenderism, uh, uh, and and, and th- those things, uh, there is a huge uh, movement of you know inclusiveness and diversity, and and through this lens. Uh, God's word will be deeply attacked and labeled many different things and and in that moment we'll face the most severe social persecution that we've ever we've ever faced and we're already doing that and you got to make a decision in your heart and in your mind whether or not you're going to be ashamed of God's word or you're not going to be ashamed of God's word and whether you're going to stand with Christ no matter the cost uh, or if you're going to abandon it and just live as a coward and you, this is a decision that you have to make as a believer in Christ And so I just want to end this with this, this one uh, scripture in Luke. And I think this speaks significant power to us if we'll hear it. Um, In 23, Luke 9, 23, it says, then Jesus said to all of them, if anyone wants to come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily and follow me. So he's speaking to those who want to be disciples. If you want to follow me, if you want to be my disciple, then you've got to pick up your cross, deny yourself, and follow me every day. For whoever wants to save this life or his life will lose it, but whoever wants to lose his life for my sake, for my sake, keyword there, he'll save it. Then Jesus asks a few questions and, and then makes a direct statement, and this is what I want to focus on. What does it profit a man to gain the whole world yet lose or forfeit his very self? Verse 26 says if anyone is ashamed of me and my words, the son of man will be ashamed of him when he comes in his glory and in the glory of the father and of the holy angels. But I tell you truthfully, some who are standing here will not taste death before they see the kingdom of God. So this is Jesus, he's speaking to his disciples about that future world, that future coming when we get to the end of days and we stand before God and we stand before Christ and the coming of Christ and he says, you've got to make a decision before you ever decide to follow me. And this is important. If, if, if anyone wants to come after me, if anyone wants to follow me any, he must deny himself and take up his cross, die to self and then come after me and follow me every day. And he's mainly speaking about, your heart and whether or not you're going to be ashamed of him and his words because Christ knows that the culture and the world is ruled by evil and fundamentally ruled by sin and sinful desires and that the prince of the power of the air as Ephesians calls him that Satan and demons have a significant influence in the culture and in the world that there will in every generation and every season and every culture the odds of it becoming uh, a, with a, a hateful view of Christ and His Word is extremely high. That's why we face this all over the world right now, and it's happening even in our country. And so I would just encourage all of you, all believers, all true believers, living faithfully for Christ uh, means not being ashamed of Jesus and not being ashamed of what Jesus has done for us and not being ashamed of the words of Jesus not being ashamed of the teachings of Christ and the teachings of Scripture, that, that we will face probably in our lifetime genuine social and maybe even physical, financial persecution for this. But I'm telling you right here and right now, there is nothing you will gain in this world that will be worth Jesus being ashamed of you on the day of judgment. There's nothing that you will be able to gain or have or save in this life that's worth spitting in the face of the Savior. Your life is so short, and no matter what you do, if the rapture doesn't take place, death's gonna find you quick in this life. I mean, we're talking max 70 to 100 years. That's it, and it will go so fast. And the older you get, the quicker you know that is. We're living for something greater than this life. We're living for eternity. And so I would encourage you, challenge you, beg you as your pastor and as a shepherd over over the flock, decide in your heart and in your mind right here and right now, you will not be ashamed of Jesus, that you will not be ashamed of the words of Christ, and that you're willing to walk through whatever difficulty comes, and that you're willing to walk through whatever persecution comes, because this is what we're called to do. The Spirit of God will give us strength, the Spirit of God will give us courage if we're willing and we make that distinction. I encourage you, chase Jesus with all of your heart and just know there's gonna be times when we face difficulty and persecution in this life, first social, and then more difficult and more intense. We are called to not be ashamed of Jesus. So uh, I love you guys. Um, the the heart of, of basically the, the fourth point uh, from Sunday was the trouble and persecution. That, that a huge portion of people will fall away from the visible church uh, because there's no root and ultimately they will not They'll choose to not suffer or face any difficulty for the sake of the gospel. All this is doing will reveal that they're truly unsaved, and then they'll fall away. Uh, But for all of us believers, we will face difficulty. We will face persecution. We have to decide in our hearts and our minds to not be ashamed of Jesus. It's the best decision you'll ever make in your life. I love you guys, and uh, I'm excited about this coming week, End Game Part 3. You need to be there. You need to be watching and paying attention. Invite people in to the house. If you're a house church, invite people into the building if you're local. I love you guys with all of my heart.